What does it mean to be well? Are you well right now? How do you know? When you are well, what are the types of things that you say and you do or you don't say or do? Can you think of a time that you were the most well? What was that like? Keep these thoughts with you and we'll come back to them. Hi, I'm Dr. Shana. I'm a mental health counselor, educator, and advocate, and I'd like to wish you a warm welcome to the mental wellness practice. In this very first episode, we're going to begin to dip our toes into the concept of mental wellness. We'll start by exploring the power of words, most notably health, illness, and wellness. Then we'll expand into a multidimensional model of wellness and the spectrum of health, Then we'll tie things up with some practical tips. Now remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only. And if you're struggling with a mental health problem, please seek professional help. For more information, you can find me at drshana.com or on Instagram at drshana. Thanks for learning and growing with me. Think about these three words, health, illness, and wellness. Is there an overlap? Are they the same thing? Can they be interchangeable or are they distinct? It may seem obvious that there's distinctions, but I have to tell you in my work as a mental health counselor, educator, and advocate, many times people ask me, aren't these the same thing? Can I just use them interchangeably? And I believe that they are related, but they're distinct. And making that distinction can actually be helpful for us to make a difference in our overall well-being. Let's take health. Health is multidimensional. Most of us have learned to equate health with one dimension. You guessed it, physical. So then we learn to assess the quality of our health by our physical functioning. What's our level of pain, numbness, ease, flow, energy? all grounded in our physical bodies. But the reality is that there are several dimensions of health. Some of them are consistent for us, like physical is one, but so is mental too. Social is a really common one for us. And then there are dimensions that may vary from person to person. Say for example, a college student who just finished up their internship, they're graduating and they're about to head out into the workforce. Occupational wellness may be a new aspect of their overall well-being that may take a substantial amount of prominence at that time. Now, if we were to look at that person and their 12-year-old self, occupational wellness might not even be a part of their overall well-being especially their five-year-old self. My goodness, I hope not, at least. (laughs) And another example could be spiritual well-being. People who are not spiritual might not have spiritual as part of their overall wellness dimensions. That's neither right nor wrong. It's just tailored from person to person. Now, remember earlier, before we began, I asked you what wellness looks like for you? That's a pretty good way to think about what the dimensions of wellness are in your overall wellness formula. Think about what you said. 
And if you didn't, here's a good time to pause and think about that now. Say, for example, you said that you enjoy your time with your loved ones. That may be a little bit of a hint that social well-being is a part of your wellness. Also, if that's what you started out with, it's not just a part of your wellness, but it may be an important aspect of your wellness. For those of you that are working along in the self-love workbook, there's a full list of wellness dimensions that you can find, and I will link that in the show notes. And for everyone, there's going to be a few prompts that can help you delve a little bit deeper into your overall well-being at the end of the episode. So now that we know that health is multidimensional, let's take a little bit of a closer look. Within each dimension, there's a spectrum of health. On one end, there's strain, depravity, and illness. But on the other end altogether, there's optimal functioning, fulfillment, and wellness. Now that former lower end, that's how a lot of people define health, by the way. And perhaps you do. Now, this isn't necessarily wrong. It's right. But it's zoomed in. And when you're focusing solely on defining health by the way of looking at illness, you can get too focused on the illness or the lack of illness. And you can miss the opportunity to shift your perspective and let yourself consider what thriving is. For people who exist not so far on that end, and maybe along that spectrum, maybe the middle range of health. Sometimes there's a privilege in that space that can cause health to be somewhat of a checkbox. Okay, no numbness, great, move on. No discomfort, great, move on. Well, of course, as a mental health therapist, I'm also thinking there's a missed opportunity for gratitude there. But beyond that, this is actually the zone of change that you don't just have to check that box and move on. You don't have to just be okay, but you could be well. The truth is when we're on that lower end, there's a lot of challenge in that. It's really hard to make an incremental difference in our health when we are struggling in the illness realm. There's oftentimes a huge gap that sometimes occurred naturally, but many times, especially when it comes to mental health, it's because it was a gap that kept widening and widening and widening. And before we know it, we're in that lower realm and it seems really hard to get out of it. So if we were along that spectrum, recognizing that we're not an illness, and if we were to shift our ideas to, again, not just being okay, but the potential of being well, then it expands our horizon. Horizons, if we're thinking about the multiple aspects of wellness, right? So instead of having to focus only on, am I ill or not? We also include, but can I be well? And how can I be well? Another bonus of this, if we come back to the idea that health is multidimensional, is even when we might be doing poorly in one area, to no fault of our own, sometimes that just happens, right? We can improve our overall well-being 
or overall average of our wellness, if we allow ourselves the ability to expand, not just beyond that, not just within that own spectrum, but also wider into another aspect of well-being. So say, for example, you're experiencing a physical illness. That's certainly a challenge. And that can be really hard to think about where the light is at the end of the tunnel with that illness. However, that's an opportunity for you also, while fostering that physical health and trying to come back to at least middle ground, to think about the other dimensions of wellness. And those dimensions can help scaffold that physical well-being and ultimately uplift your overall functioning. Doesn't that just sound great? I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but when I think about it that way, you know, if we are struggling in one area that we have the power within us to really cultivate our other areas, lean into these power reservoirs to help ourselves in that area, doesn't mean, by the way, that we can't seek help and support in other ways, but it just means that that healing can start from within us. I don't know. I find that really empowering. And I hope by hearing this, you find it that way too. Now, I also want to heed some caution that I know when I'm sharing this model, it might seem simple. And I do think the model is quite simple and clear. But on the other hand of that, I don't think it's easy. There's a variety of reasons I can go into on to why it may not necessarily be easy, but for now, I want to talk specifically about mental health. Obviously, I'm sure you're shocked, but the biggest blocker in that is that worldwide stigma prevents us from actively reflecting, discussing, and exploring our well-being. So this is the overlap that I see the most. I mentioned earlier that folks will question, aren't these the same and aren't they interchangeable? And that's often when it comes to mental health and mental illness. They're just used hand in hand. Remember that checkbox that I was mentioning? Oh, no, I don't have that diagnosis. I don't have that concern. Check off and move forward. So the block in mental health awareness understanding, therefore reflection, care, professional help, causes that spectrum to blur. So even when we're trying to shift our perspective from mental illness solely to the general spectrum of health, and yes, that golden horizon of mental wellness, many times stigma gets in the way. So (laughs) we don't live in a world by ourselves. We live with other people. Other people around us may not be on board with that same perspective either. There's a variety of different points to stigma, and we'll explore that in another episode. But generally, this stigma causes us to associate mental health with mental illness, and our fear out of misunderstanding mental health and mental illness then causes us to kind of shy away. We may minimize what we see, overlook it, ignore it altogether, avoid it altogether. But if we really want to foster our mental health, we can't step back. We have to move closer. 
you're joining me here in the mental wellness practice, you'll notice that I try to avoid generalizations and anything that I think is wide sweeping for everyone, just because I don't believe that that's always the case. And I don't want to be misleading. I really value individuality. I really have seen the uniqueness in every person and not everything works for everyone. And it's important that we allow ourselves that space to recognize that. With that being said, I'm willing to guarantee that you are already doing your part in stepping closer. That looks different for everyone, right? So you may have that little voice in your head that say, oh, I don't know, Dr. Shana, that's, I wouldn't guarantee that. You made this big setup for that statement and now I don't know if you're right. <laughs> but the truth is just by listening and being open to the concept of mental wellness and giving yourself the permission to consider that mental well-being is important, you're already playing your part. And thank you for that, truly. When you're playing your part, it makes a big difference, likely a lot bigger than you realize. So you're giving yourself the opportunity to realize that wellness doesn't have to be solely defined by the absence of illness. It can be an aspirational state of health. Now, that doesn't mean that it's possible to be optimally functioning all the time, but what it means more so is no matter where you are on the spectrum for each aspect of health, it's knowing where the horizon is. It's knowing how many more steps do you need to take to get towards there? What does that step even look like? Can you take that step? Can you take that step with assistance from somewhere else? It's really that type of reflection, the pause and the critical thinking that you can allow yourself, that that in and of itself will shift your mental well-being. Well, it wouldn't be the mental wellness practice if I didn't give you something to practice. So let's delve into that. At the beginning of the episode, I offered you some reflection prompts and maybe you had the opportunity to already reflect on those and that's wonderful. But if not, that's a great place to start. Go ahead and scan back and consider those thoughts. Reflection is the primary activity that will always be important to use first and foremost, but also throughout any activity you do for your mental wellness. So keep that in mind. Now, I know some of you are using the self-love workbook. Thank you for using that. I created the self-love workbook as a practical guide to help my clients when I realized that in session, we were coming into blocks time and time again, despite the difference from person to person, all around this lack of self-love. So for those of you that do have the workbook, you can turn to pages 52 to 53. That's just kidding. 52 to 59. I was like, that doesn't seem right. There are two activities in the very beginning that actually has the wellness domains that we were exploring, but the 52 to 59 is the wider range of wellness activities in the self-love workbook. 
while the self-love workbook is a great resource, you don't need it to complete this activity. So you already thought earlier about the dimensions of wellness. This is a great opportunity to revisit that, especially after all we've explored. Give yourself the space and the permission to consider what does it look like when you're well? What are all of the dimensions that comprise your overall wellness? What are the sub specific subsections that are important to you? Now I will share, and when I work on this activity, many times people come up with the most obvious ones first, and that's good. Many times the obvious ones are signals of what we value the most in our wellness, which can be really important to consider. But I do think there's also a benefit to considering, okay, what are the aspects of our wellness that I may not realize or give a ton of credit to, but in terms of me functioning in this world, it's important. Financial wellness is one that I can use in as an example for that. Many times people overlook it, but making sure they have that financial equilibrium, security, that that oftentimes plays into a role for many of the other dimensions as well. Like I've mentioned several times, it's different from person to person. So allow yourself that freedom of exploring. Now, once you have those dimensions, there's so much you can do with it. One thing I like to do is take a moment and prioritize. This is really helpful for when things are challenging. So if we prioritize our wellness, what we're saying there is all of these things, of course, are important to my overall well-being. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> when the going gets tough, some things are more important than others. When you have this kind of cheat sheet, I don't want this to be just the bare minimum that we're going by. But again, when we're in a challenging time, it can be really helpful to look back at that and say, okay, this is what I'm focusing on. Because when we're in a challenging time, our minds get a little cloudy and we may not be able to see what, what's most important right now. But you can offer yourself that again, when you're in that zone of change, right? When you are not in illness and may not necessarily be all the way in wellness either, but you're in that middle zone. When you give yourself the time to reflect on this, that can be used as a helpful resource when the going gets tough. Also for each dimension, I suggest you consider what the spectrum looks like. So for every dimension of well-being, zoom in. I like good old pen to paper. I find this to be the most helpful this way. Draw that spectrum line. Think about zero to 100 when I'm really, really, really struggling. And perhaps you've never even been in that zone for some of these dimensions, and that would be wonderful. You can even visualize what would that look like if you were really struggling. And these can be some signs that can help serve you to know when things are starting to slip, when your mental wellness is starting to move down that spectrum. But of course, please do not, not neglect the opportunity of looking at the idea of what wellness looks like in each dimension, especially what mental wellness looks like. I hope that these insights, reflections, and activities help you Please remember that they're for informational purposes only. And if you're struggling with a mental health problem, please seek help. Thank you for learning and growing with me. 
and I'll see you soon in the mental wellness practice.